0: Welcome back to The Athletic Approach. So for today's episode, we'll be talking about focus. And focus is such a huge topic um, that everyone wants to know how to be focused. But there's a lot of like misconceptions as well that comes with focus and what it means. Um, and one of the key skills that you kind of have to bring with focus is how you switch on and off. But this can be completely sport dependent. So not every game will you need to be focused for the full duration of the game. And that completely depends on the sport, your position, literally anything else that you don't have to be like. You'll be drained by the time the game yeah. finishes.
1: Yeah. it Athletes like are always weirded out when I, I ask them this question. I did it last week. I was talking with a a women's lacrosse team and they play 60 minute games. And so I always kind of set it up with like a trap question. I'm like, hey, so 60 minutes, you know, you guys are out there playing. How long out of those 60 minutes do you think you need to be focused? And like immediately they are like 60 minutes got to be locked in. And I'm like, gotcha. No, wrong. Because like, like we're saying, focus is so much more than just like paying attention. Like, the people listening to this right now probably aren't, like, laser-focused on it. Mm-hmm. But they're paying attention. They're listening. They're taking in what what we have to say. They might be watching, stuff like that. But that's entirely different than, like, a sporting context when you're on the field in competition, the ball in your hands, whatever it is, and you're focused, focused. There's kind of different levels to it. And like you were saying, if you try to be in that, like, laser-focused zone for 60 minutes, two hours, whatever it is, you're just going to, like, fry your brain. Mm -hmm. And then by the time you get to the the end of the game or that kind of key moment toward the end and you really need that focus, you're not going to have much left in the tank. Mm -hmm. So that's why what you were saying, it's so important to be able to turn this stuff off and on when you need it. It helps kind of preserve that skill to focus and be locked in for when you really need it and kind of prevent you from overdoing it early and running out of gas at the end. Mm,
0: yeah. It almost sounds like survival of the fittest almost <laughs> like you're like keeping up light with your resources and <laughs> so like you need it. And it is that. And it's like, um, again, like, I know I refer to some examples sort of within dance, but, you know, but depending on what competitions you're at, some competitions that are only one genre of style of dance, you've got, different categories. There's other sort of um, competitions where it'd be multiple styles in a day. And personally for me, I only do hip hop. So these competition days, whilst I was at uni, would be starting at 8am and they'd finish at 6pm. And I do not need to be focused. I mean, (laughs) I'm asleep actually for some of the time, Um, but it's not until sort of an hour, an hour or two before we're on stage is when we'll go over the routine and but we're only marking it we're not going full out we're not kind of putting everything into it because we're also we're confident and we've got confidence in ourselves that we're going to smash it but if we're not confident then you're going to take so much time to focus on what it is that you're doing wrong and that's something that I think is really interesting because if you keep doing something that you can't do You will make that mistake on stage. And that is something that I've hugely noticed that, you you know, like, because you're overthinking or you're waiting for it to go wrong because you're focused on what could go wrong instead of what can go right. And that is just that is massive. And even like if something goes wrong in a performance, you constantly you immediately look at what was bad about it instead of what was good about it. And I think that is so important. And as I said, like once you're on stage, you're only really focused for three or four minutes. And even then, like it's muscle memory that takes over in that point in time. Yeah. And there's so much, like, there's so many times where teachers and choreographers have told me that don't go over the performance, like the choreo right before you go on, because you're overthinking it at that point and you're overtraining yourself.
1: Yep. Yeah, you're past the point of like making changes, really. Yeah. You don't want to switch everything up because you saw somebody else do something or you're not confident in this this move right now. It's too late for that. This is where you've kind of got to just go with what you've got and then really lock in for those two, three, four minutes and let that muscle memory take over and just do your thing. Yeah, it's It's so different in every sport, those like levels of focus. Like I talk about my experience in playing baseball. I'll be the first to admit that baseball games can get way too long. There was, you know, we played four, five, six hour games. There is absolutely no way I was locked in for five hours. Mm -hmm. No. And that was like the the beauty of it is in between pitches, I'm playing defense. Once that pitch is thrown and it's not hit, the ball's not in play, it's a ball or a strike or whatever. I can kind of check out for a minute. I can kick the dirt around. I can look up in the stands, see who's here. I can look at the scoreboard, try to figure out, you know, how what the count is because I wasn't paying attention or whatever it was. But I'm I'm still not like entirely checking out. Like mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like flipping the switch off, but keeping like a back a back room light on a little bit. Yeah. Where I'm still like very aware that like okay, we're playing a, a baseball game right now, mm-hmm. and something's about to happen. But in that moment, like, there's no point in me just being, like, laser focused on my pitcher standing on the mound doing nothing. Like, I'm just wasting energy at that point.
0: Yeah. No, so instead,
1: yeah. then I just put things in place. So when it got closer and closer to those, like, 10, 15 seconds I needed to pay attention to, then I could flip that switch and get myself back in mm. and then flip it off. Baseball was mm. a lot of just flipping switches for hours on end and trying not to like drain my focus tanks by like the third inning
0: yeah and then like that is so important i think in education as well so like a lot of these principles can be applied in so much things outside of sport and one of the things that i sort of picked up on during school was the pomodoro effect um and that's something where you are like doing revision for 20 minutes and you'll take a 10 minute break You'll do 20 minutes, again, 10-minute break. And, again, it's because no one can sit and be focused for so long, for, like, hours on end because it's not effective. Yeah. And having those breaks helps you to focus more on what you're doing. And, yeah. again, you're not, you're not, like you say, you're not draining yourself out by doing that. And I think that is just, yeah, just so important. And it, it can be applied in literally so many different elements of life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're no matter what you're doing, if you do try to stay this like in this laser focused zone for so Mm -hmm. long, you can either like do it for a little bit and then you're going to crash and run out completely. Or you're just going to kind of like idle in the middle for a a longer period of time. You won't quite be in that laser focused. You'll be focused, but you're not quite as sharp, you know, and it's just not where you want to be, but it's because you've gone for so long and so long. So if you can turn it off for 10 minutes, take that break, then you come back with this like revitalized ability to do it. And you can really lock in, go after it for a little bit, and then another break. Mm-hmm, and it's, yeah. it's that way in, in the majority of sports, in some way, shape, or form have like stops and starts. Whether it's mm-hmm. the end of quarters or ball goes out of play or a stoppage, a penalty, whatever it is. There's a, when you look at sports from, from that lens... There's a ton of different opportunities people have to kind of shut their focus off for a minute, regroup, kind of get everything in order, and then lock back in. Mm -hmm. And being able to, like, harness and use that skill is such a massive benefit, no matter what sport Mm -hmm. you're playing.
0: Yeah, and even in, in training, as well as when you're actually playing, like again so sort of and I think one of the big things within sport and especially within dance is comparisons and I think if you take your focus away to what other people are doing around you that could benefit you but then it can also be quite detrimental because you're focusing on what other people are doing and not what you're doing and how you can better yourself like a lot of the times like going to just even just going to like an open dance class anyone can take a class and immediately if you're thinking oh they're so much better than me how am I going to be able to like dance this routine better than them and or if you're not picking up the choreography and you're thinking oh like everyone's staring at me now and like I'm like the joke of the class but it's like this spotlight effect isn't it and like not yeah. everyone's actually looking at you more than you think. Like, like right. not that many people care about what you're doing. As like <laughs> yeah. harsh as that sounds, but like, <laughs> not a lot of people do. And again, it's because it can be our like own biggest like critics. So because yeah. again, so if you're focused on what's going wrong, that takes up so much energy and so much of your focus on what merely doesn't even exist. Because yeah. not many people are looking at you if anything other people are focused on what they're doing and that's where their focus is and then it's like maybe that could be again like maybe that's why they're out there killing it because they're focusing on what they need to do they're looking at the mirror they're thinking okay this is what i need to work on but you're not having that same focus on yourself you're looking at what everyone else is doing and then you're like oh and then again and then you get into this kind of like web of just comparisons and overthinking and then you're thinking i'm so behind and this that and the other and then it's just like and then you want to just quit and then it's like again it goes back to like resilience in the last episode like but you know you've got to keep going and you need to keep that focus on yourself
1: yeah to then be able to get
0: the results that you want
1: yeah, it's, it's crazy how all this stuff just connects. Like we've talked about it, this whole world of mental uh-huh. performance is just this weird like connection web of everything flows into one another. Like what you're saying there, it's, it's one thing where we're talking about the ability to focus and turn it on and off. The kind of sub point under that is what are we focusing on? Mm. And like what you were just saying, if we're focused on our uncontrollables, things that we can't do anything about, we're still just wasting that energy and focusing on the wrong things that leads to negative things, the overthinking, all the stuff you were just talking about, where instead, if we can take this laser focus and focus on us, Mm -hmm. focus on what we need to do next, what's our next step, focusing on playing hard, focusing on, you know, responding well to adversity, Mm -hmm. all that type of stuff is like the effective way to use our ability to focus where there's kind of two sides to the coin. You know, we can focus on, the good stuff we can do stuff about or the other junk that's going on that's just gonna cause us more problems in the end.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it again it, it goes back to how you react to these things and again and like making mistakes even in the games or if a player is kind of like kind of what's the word like trying to get a reaction out of you as well. But it's like, no, you've gotta stay focused on the game and like for example, like I was when I was I was at the game, um, the Man City game on Wednesday and and then Haaland had missed a chance, but you just know that he wasn't happy with himself. And again, he just he took that and he took this focus to then make sure he gets goal in. And obviously he did, but like it's that <laughs> it's that kind of that focus that okay, maybe that mistake, you know, wasn't ideal, but you're not focusing on what went wrong. You can focus on what you can then do next. To be able to get the result that you want because you don't want to think about, because you don't want to end up thinking about what the result could be or if it's a bad result, what's the consequences of a bad result, but you need to stay focused in the game. And once you're focused in the game, you're thinking about the processes, you are not getting distracted by everything else in the environment.
1: Right, right. And like we've talked this whole time about being able to control that focus and turn it on when we need it and turn it off. Yeah. And that's not like necessarily an easy skill. It's something we have to like learn learn and teach people about because it's it's not natural for us to be able to control those things. So one of the, the things I talk about when when trying to use this tool of focus is putting like a trigger mechanism in place to help us turn it on when we need it. And again, this is going to be like drastically different in all sporting contexts, depending on how often you have to use it, how much time you have each time to turn it on and off, how fast paced things are going, stuff like that. But one thing I always offer is like kind of a kicker to start that refocus uh, uh, mechanism. It's like a deep breath. Yeah. Taking a couple big deep breaths, if you have a chance, kind of clears us out and lets our mind see like, okay, we gotta, we got to get back in here. Or like in my example with baseball, if you know I'd, I'd be hitting, I'd step in the box, strike ball, whatever happened, step out of the box, take that deep breath, kind mm-hmm. of unfocus for a second, take a deep breath, refocus, and then I would do the exact same thing. I would do the same stuff to the dirt, tap home plate the same way with my bat, and then I'm locked in again. Yeah, the same type of thing. If you know I talk about basketball, some kid or somebody is checking in off the bench. They go to the scorer's bench maybe adjust their uniform tuck their jersey in wipe their shoes off step on the court just that like trigger like a physical thing that you do or a deep breath or maybe you say a mantra to yourself you say all right focus or let's go whatever it is for you again this is one of those like personalized things Mm -hmm. you can find something that clicks with your brain to help you see like, oh, we got to focus. Let's go. Yeah. And just putting something in place that's very repeatable, very simple and easy for you to remember. So in those heated moments when you need to like lock back in real quick, you have something you can just go to and just boom, hit it, and you're good to go again.
0: Yeah, and it is that reset. And then that's reset in your ability, but also your emotions within yeah. all of that. And that's, that's the main thing is like that focus, like, because it is all psychological and it is everything that's going up like on online up here and and even actually I think a good little example of um selective attention is i mean some people might have seen this, but if you've not seen it, just type in what is it it's basketball psychology experiment inside like, google um pause this if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna watch it. <laughs> um, but essentially um there's literally I think about six people three wearing black t-shirts three wearing white t-shirts and you're asked to count how many times the people wearing white are passing the basketball and in the middle of it a gorilla walks through them and then you're asked okay how many passes and then and it's about 15 passes and um but then it's like, well, did you see the gorilla? And some people will have seen it, but some people won't. And I, I always show show this example whenever I'm introducing sort of psychology to um, to prospective students and anyone who doesn't who who did see the gorilla. I'm like, yeah, you won't focus in. <laughs> you you won't <weren't laughs> focus in on the task at hand. And it yeah. is quite, and it's just it's one of those things where I think it's a good introduction into. Attention and how that can look like because once you're focused on one thing then suddenly like everything else in like this context doesn't matter and yeah. that can be applied literally in spot like if you're focused on the situation at hand then you won't be distracted by everything else that's going on yeah
1: yeah, once you get really, really good at turning your focus on and getting to that point where you're in that focus zone, everything that doesn't matter kind of like melts away. Like the whole idea there, you're not going to see this gorilla walk through the room. Yeah. If you're really locked in, you're not going to hear the the person lined up across from you talking trash in your ear. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hear the opposing fans yelling and screaming and going crazy. You're not going to hear your coach blowing up at the official all that stuff kind of becomes irrelevant if we're able to like really focus and lock in on the task at hand and just be present in that moment and not worry about anything else going on.
0: Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so focus is just a big, big topic that, you know, yeah. encompasses so much. And it's not it's not an easy thing. I mean, that's what, what sports likes are here to do. Uh, <laughs> so it is a skill in itself and you'll end up realizing that you've picked up this skill as you go along and maybe you've even realized that sometimes your mind does wander but then sometimes you're able to bring that back to focus and a lot of other things that can help you know things like pre-performance routines and even goal setting so you've got things that you can stick to and it's all about creating habits as you're going along so yeah so it is a huge thing and it's again as we've shown in so many different examples it's completely dependent to the sport at hand um and even you as an individual and what are kind of the external factors that play a role in the situation that you're in
1: right yeah every person that is is faced with this you know question has to take account of everything going on around them Not only sport-related, but personal stuff. You know, off the field, we are human beings first. So anything that's going on is going to impact everything we're trying to do in sport. So if we're trying to focus, but we know maybe I failed a test this morning, or I'm going through a rough patch with with something else, that's going to play a role into it. So being like, there's not necessarily anything we can do to change those things. But just being aware of them is, is the whole point and knowing that like, Hey, I've got a lot of stuff going on. Maybe today I have to work really, really hard to focus. Whereas another day it comes kind of easy to me and just knowing where you fall on that and how you handle outside stuff impacting your mental performance.